Hello everyone, the Fierce Five is back. Well, actually, just the four today. <laughs> I'm Megan. I'm Dibia. I'm Kathy. And I'm Alice. Today's episode is about anti-Black linguistic racism, um, experiences we've had in our own lives regarding this topic, as well as reflections on the readings we did for class this week. Our first question is, considering the media, uh, music, social media, TV, and other forms of popular culture that you engage with on a normal basis, um, what examples have you found, and how can you see or not see anti-Black linguistic racism inside of them? Um, personally, a recent example of anti-Black or linguistic racism that I like personally saw in media and social media would be the incident of George Floyd. Um, one of the concepts that emerges is one that underscores how systematic racism has classified within many of America's institutions, creating sharply outcomes in education, the economy, and law law enforcement. Uh, Floyd's death um, appeared to be the tipping point for an exhausted, racially divided nation, and his words um, reminded Americans of the oppressive past that they um, essentially had to work to forget, regardless of how many months, years, centuries. Um, George Floyd's murder also represents a continuation of the systemic oppression of black life in America that has been the norm dating back to Jim Crow, slavery, and segregation. Yeah, so I started thinking about a lot of TV shows that I've watched in the past, and I noticed that a lot of the shows, um, they're revolved around like teenagers in high school um it seemed like like the black students that were viewed as like academically successful do not use black language and then the african-american students who did use black language were also ones that like were like troublemakers or like part of gangs or violence um and so i feel like the constant like exposure to storylines such as this has caused so many people to have this view that people of color who speak black language must not be as intelligent and um yeah yeah it's kind of like equating or like correlating their value with how close they are to whiteness and that's like of course it's like extremely problematic um my examples were very similar they're also about tv um i watched some like reality tv shows that have like pretty recent examples of um, anti-black racism and as well as like linguistic racism and microaggressions microaggressions um, most recently on like Real Housewives of Salt Lake City there's a um, conversation where white housewives were referring to a housewife of color I think she's Asian as like aggressive and that was um, very hurtful to her and then they didn't it didn't really seem like they understood why it was specifically hurtful to someone of color and then um, in the Bachelor, like, franchise as well. I was just about to <laughs> yeah. say that. Wasn't last year, like, the first, what was, it was, like, the first time they even had, like, an, a yeah, black. a black Bachelor, like, lead. And yeah. then, like, with his season, like, they casted someone. They just didn't do, like, good background checks, and they casted, like, actually racist people. And, like, um, there's, like, been a history of where um, black contestants specifically, like, don't feel valued by production. They're just used as tokens or they're like I don't know used for diversity but they're not actually appreciated 
Yeah. Uh, instead of seeing the ways of like anti-black or linguistic racism manifesting in the TV shows or other or in other uh, conditions, uh, I actually uh, see that many black, like the race, the ethnicity of black people are actually being uh, respected in recent years, such as in like sex education. Uh, one of the one of the black students called Michael is actually a very good and popular student at school. So I think um, as we are like getting like learning more about black people and then uh, getting paying more respect to them, I think uh, actually we could actually see. Uh, like in more and more TV shows and social media that black people are are gaining their respect that they deserve. Yeah. I think that comes from like, um, I don't know, like in the Hollywood, I think specifically, there was a push to include more people of color and just diverse, diverse voices in general in like the writing rooms, like like the people who actually like write the content that's like being put on TV. Um, like you said, I think sex education is a good example because it seems like the from the way that people talk, um, like the people that are writing the scripts like actually understand what those experiences are like, and that that's why it conveys as like authentic to us. But when um, on shows where the writing staff might not have those experiences and they're just basing it off of like stereotypes or stuff that they have. Um, it can kind of feel inauthentic and like more like just virtue signaling for diversity points rather than like actually making sure diverse stories are being told. So relating back to the topic of black language, how do you guys think black language is honored and taken up as an official language at the elementary school in the video Lucy Lanny? Um, I think uh, one one part of the video that really uh, that I remember uh, the most is that uh, in the elementary school, like one of the teacher read books with that contains AAVE in it, and then I think in this way, it actually make the students to feel more like home instead of being placed being placed in a very uh, very in a place that they they don't know what the teachers are talking about so yeah i think that actually shows respect yeah. to the children yeah i like that yeah, she's also trying to um show them like how uncomfortable she was like reading it so then like they could feel like oh like it's okay to feel uncomfortable and they're trying to speak like mainstream english yeah i think um what stood out to me was that it really felt like an act of like resistance when the teacher was speaking about how they like they refused to like invalidate their black students identity and where they come from like and they wanted to recenter the conversation on like the beauty of AAVE and as well as teaching like or training teachers to refocus that curriculum um so I thought that was really important that they were promoting like anti-racism instead of just like I don't know brushing past it because it's like you said because it's uncomfortable for them um something i noticed while watching the video was that like 
black language was really honored in the um, elementary school and because the students were able to honor the home dialect of um, uh, students and then as a result like the students are allowed to speak the way they like grew up at home and they don't have to change the way they speak um, their language is like completely encouraged at school and accepted in their school and they didn't have any expectations to have to have like to speak perfect standard English and students at this school weren't even ashamed for using slangs. I don't know why but I really liked the example that the principal was talking about how like teaching them to like translate um, like black language terms with like acts and asked and then the kids were like like I think about like am I gonna go home and use an axe and like ask my dad a question or ask him I don't know I thought that was cute with the compliment yeah. I like that yeah and I think also one thing I take I take from this video like I think what I will do in my late like later if I become yeah I'm sure I will become a teacher yeah so if, when I become a teacher I think I uh, if I have like a peop, uh, students who speak a black language in my classroom, I would actually try to try to learn AAVE with them, and then it's it's like an exchange of knowledge. So I I will teach them standard English, and then they will teach me how to speak AAVE, and I think that shows respect to them, and also it's interesting like how we work together to exchange ideas. Yeah. Um. I'm kind of connecting to that I kind of want to talk about Hair Love the movie we um watched this week I think something that connects the two is that like younger children especially are completely able to grasp these like um concepts like the in the movie there's not a lot of like dialogue but its point still got across pretty well and I think that like and as you can see like anti-blackness is something that's experienced by people young and old so I thought that was really interesting and I also liked how Hair Love um, focused a lot on like intersectionality like it wasn't solely focused on the the black experience in regards to race but it also focused on a black female like experience and that was really I think what made it pretty like touching to me. Um, to go off with what you said, I really liked how this video was not only significant to like black children, but it was significant to all children because it showcased that um, understanding one's identity is not only valuable for students' own social, moral, and uh, development, but it also serves as like a foundation for examining the choices made by like individuals and groups. And like by watching this video, like young black girls are able to feel represented and confident in their um, hair and are able to share a positive outlook on something that black women have been oppressed about for many years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was to say that like this video like made me realize like how important it is that there needs to be more films like this because like growing up, I feel like I never really didn't yeah. see many films with like a black person or black family is like the main like um character of the movie and so one like um like like african-american kids can't like relate like they see themselves as different they don't see like characters to relate to right. and um yeah i just feel like i just hope there's like one day where we're not so shocked like oh like 
it, the main character, like, you know what I mean? Like, um, like a Mean Girls movie that's, like, not some blonde, like, what? It's a, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, the guys want the strong... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. What were you going to say, Alice? Yeah, oh. Uh, what I'm going to say is that, in, in my opinion, this film is not only encourages, like, the black children to love their identity. Because I think in, in the reading that we had this week, so the what's, anti, what's Anti-Blackness Got to Do With It by April Baker Bell. And then in, 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 that, in that article, I think she says a lot of black children has become to... Um, feel ashamed of their mother tongue and then a lot of things like that and then they started to dislike their identity but then in this movie I think uh, it encouraged the black children to love themselves and then love their identity and also encourage all children to learn about black culture and then let them to learn about the how to make like black people's hairstyle and those kind of stuff I think yeah. yeah. Um, I just had like a personal experience that I remembered from watching the um, video Hair Love. Um, I was actually uh, volunteering for one of my classes, for my education class, and um, the students were making bracelets, but then there was uh, a black uh, young girl and she was making a bracelet by herself. So I went over and I was like talking to her and her computer was open and she was watching a video on how to style um, her hair. And I just like thought it was really like similar to the video that we saw because the young girl was also watching a video on like how to style her hair. And I was asking um, the student, I was like, why are you watching this video? And she just, um, she was explaining to me how she like feels that like she needs to like have her hair done a certain way because her classmates had it done a certain way. And I just think that like, it's like, a little sad that she has to change the way she has to look or her hair. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really with like the rise of social media where people can um, be themselves on like TikTok or YouTube. Like, mm-hmm. one good thing about it is that it does more. They, more people can become like resources for younger kids and like, share their experiences. And hopefully, like you said, that they become someone that younger people can relate to and that. I feel like it beneficial. could be good and bad yeah. because then they're like looking up to like other people and like they right. think that they have to look a certain way. Right. But then it could also be like a positive way in which they they can like use resources to like help them. Yeah. Um, just to connect to what Alice was talking about um, in the "What's Anti-Blackness Got to Do with It" article, I I think I just realized like what a confusing like experience that might be where in school you're told the way that you're speaking is like not correct and then you walk into a store and like your language is on like all of these things that's like been being used to like advertise and like you like watch tv and like it's presented as something that's like popular and good but then like i'm sure like that's just like such a confusing thing and um hard to kind of grasp yeah i think it's very ironic when people like uh, trying to teach standard English at school and then uh, right. think consider black language as inferior but then they started to use them as like use them in the advertisement or use them to um, capitalize something I think that's that's really I don't understand I, I yeah. that's so confused it's so confusing I just can't understand why people like can't treat the language 
like the same like the same way yeah like celebrities have made entire non-black celebrities have made entire careers like based on like mocking them and then it's just like i'm sure it's horrible to see that kind of breakdown like i can't even imagine um i feel like um anti-black racism can like impact young students while growing up because um it forces students to like speak in a way that like it's is different from like what they've been raised at home and they can like make students even feel as if their identity as a black student is unacceptable and they're ought to change in this world and it can make um students even feel like they're not smart enough or not good enough because of the way they talk which is not true at all yeah and like as future future educators we should like encourage um like to not use code switching because it places like whiteness and like white mainstream um, English in our classrooms while showcasing um, blackness and black language as inferior or like secondary and but like instead we should like encourage and like utilize the beauty and um, brilliance in black language. Yeah, I agree with you. So before we end our podcast, what should we as future teachers and educators do to promote anti-racist um, linguistic in our classrooms? Well, I think uh, I would just do the same way as what that teacher I mentioned like in the video has done. Like maybe if I, if I have uh, black students in my classroom, I would try, I would read, I would try my best to read the little books with AAV in it and then I will, just as I said before, I will try to learn AAV with my students, and then I would, I would also like teach them how to speak standard English, and I think that's very interesting, like how we exchange, like what we know to each other. I think, yeah, and it also at the same time respect we respect each other's language. I think that's really good. I think something that the. Um 1619 project podcast showed me is that like in order to fully understand like modern issues you need to like go back and look at um history like the real history of what happened and so I think maybe this is only for higher like grades but just talking about things like minstrel shows and like blackface and how that like transformed over time and like what it looks like now I think that is how you like seriously show that it's not just like racism is not a new issue like like we all know that but like in order to actually understand that you have to go into like uncomfortable history um historical events and just really show how that's it's like lasted for a really long time and it's manifested itself in different ways and it's like without that like background information you're not really getting a full education or a full like picture of what's happening um yeah one thing i was thinking about um is that i want to make sure that um like i show either like videos or like when i'm teaching like my students are like getting perspectives from like multiple races and like ethnicities because I've realized in this class like I love how we keep watching like different um from a variety of sources like different 
racist because I feel like like especially in social class like I feel like every video we watched was like we were being like taught from like a white person and right. it's just like that doesn't um yeah. If you as an educator can't be the expert, you shouldn't like try to. You should actually find real experts in exactly. those topics. Thank you. Yeah. Um, to going off to go off with what you guys said, I personally would just bring in like guest speakers yeah. that speak in ways that my students do, or like I would read books or novels and watch even like movies and shows. And like as a result, like teachers should stop teaching black students to code switch, but like instead we should teach our stu- students about anti-black linguistic racism and um we should stop telling black students that they have to learn the standard english to be successful and um teachers should also reject uh should stop rejecting like negative like perceptions of black language Mm -hmm. and um lastly as teachers we could also engage in our students um by like raising awareness and like um assigning readings like with like that are written by like foundational black language scholars or include assignments that have black students uh, that give back black students the option to explore or connect with their cultural knowledge and perspectives yeah you have to like be an advocate for your students because maybe they might not feel like they have the power to speak up or call you out but you have to like help them along with that Well, thanks for listening, and we miss you, Genesis. Fears Fears for out. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.